Hi, this is Ben Bova. I've written a lot of science fiction, and I think that I've devoted my life to trying to understand the opportunities and the dangers of the future. And if you listen to Sci-Fi Saturday Night, you'll begin to understand a lot of that, too. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you get me so easily! It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that we will give you witchcraft. Me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. That's Talkcast 120. It's Hearts and Flowers Night here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Deep in Area 51 at the sub-level 21 Cholesterol Clinic and Murmuring Heart Foundation donation window, I am the Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight are the usual suspects in the Revere Time Vortex with a Whitman sampler of body parts wrapped up in a heart box. It's our pretty Princess Kriana. Filleting and sautéing. From the stacks of her personal silent zone in the dank dungeon reading room, dialing 1-800-DEAD-FLOWERS all night long. It's Zombrarian. What? I'm oh, sorry, I was reading porn. <laughs> from the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, Count Chocula has risen from the supermarket grave, and he am Illustrator X. Pa, 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 poker face. Pa, pa, poker face. Oh, please. <laughs> And his lovely ingenue, our own Bloody Valentine, the cover girl for Corpse Bride magazine this month, the dead redhead. I'm partial to lady fingers. Oh, and also in the Four Color Vault of Comics, we'd like to welcome Barnabas the Corpse Cat. Yay! And of course, from the Outpost Gallifrey Nymphomaniac Catch and Release Center in the Valentine Michael Swift Watering Hole Bar and Grill in Port au Prince, Haiti, it's Mr. Hey, are you going to eat all that sea sort caramel yourself? Awake by Java. I'm running a kissing booth for Succubi. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've been watching Lost Girl. Oh, oh, and somebody's really, really starting to like it, aren't you? Actually, no. <laughs> but I but I knew that that would all get you hot and bothered, so... I was going to say, you just like the hot babes. We know you, Java. It's growing on me. What does anyone on this podcast like about anything? <laughs> Usually hot babes is somewhere in the top five. <laughs> That's true. Here, here. Good point. Our guests this week will be Jason Page and Jeff Normandin of Queen City Kamikaze Con. An anime gaming con in its infancy, its first year being held in Manchester, New Hampshire. Jason, Jeff, welcome to the show. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> I, I have a feeling and silence fell over the podcast. <laughs> we don't have we don't have any witty intro. Okay, cool. Work with what you got. That's what I always say. It's big, that's okay. We never have witty intros either. Yeah, oh, we just like to pretend. 
<laughs> and speaking of things that we don't have, this week's poll on our Facebook page had to do with the most favorite, most favorite, well, whatever, doomed our favorite romance. doomed romantic couple. That's right. Dead Redhead. I suppose we should say spoiler alert for this. <laughs> Well, we did. On the question, we did say spoiler alert in case for some reason somebody didn't know any of the things that we put up there. But I got quite a kick out of this, I got to say. I do have to say, though, apparently it was Joss Whedon week. Evidently. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, coming in at number three was a very interesting one. It was the doomed romance of Frankenfurter. And Rocky from Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> Show, which actually really surprised me. We didn't think Rocky. we didn't think there would be many votes for that, but oh. look at that. We have an open-minded audience. Really? That's How right. could they? That's right. And once again, old school. If you go by Funny, that. no one mentioned Brad and Janet. <laughs> actually, Damn somebody it. did. Janet. If, if you look at the comments down <laughs> oh. below, somebody did mention Brad and Janet, but that's okay. Yeah. See, that's just where it ends. Damn it, Janet. And, and, and then it becomes because it's all that bitch's fault. <laughs> and then it becomes physically abusive and awkward. <laughs> in that in that order, evidently. And starting our Joss Whedonathon, uh, coming in at number two was the doomed romance of Captain Malcolm Reynolds and it, the lovely, the very lovely Inara. I contest that poll result. Because the, there was no romance. Well, also on the oh. basis that even if there was, we don't know if it was doomed because it was canceled before there was any of the Well, There was lots there of awkwardness. Was, they was tried. Awkward. Can we all agree it like that it was... Two, it was like two eighth graders at a dance. <laughs> and Java would know because he's been to several in the past. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is funny since one of the eighth graders was a prostitute. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> we all agree it was doomed by the. Haven't function. you been to a school in the past ten years? I mean, come on. <laughs> no freaking moving forward. But who won? Who is the most famous doomed couple of them all? Most do- famous doomed couple. Wait, by- wait, wait. Was it Romeo plus Juliet? The no, uh, Bosman thing. Because I hate. How that about movie. Romeo and Juliet? Or no? Romeo and Juliet? Oh, heart beeps. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Number one was Dr. Horrible and Penny. Oh, that oh, one's oh. tragic and lovely. It is very sad. So that was very appropriate for number one. So uh, thank you, know, you, everybody who voted. Just a quick shout out. I think it's really kind of uh, impressive that our number four doomed romance is one that was only really evident in the books, right? It was Duncan Idaho and uh, yes. Alia Atreides. We get a yes. lot of votes for Duncan Idaho, man. I mean, Which, that, that threw that me when a, I first saw it because I was I, I not having read the books and yes, I, mean, I read the first one, but I'm admitting I haven't read the ones after the first one. Which is and why I, you're so cheerful. Which is why I had to say to, to X here, and Duncan Idaho had a girlfriend? Because I... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was Mrs. Potato Head. Oh. But, um... Uh, you, you know, there, was, there were some interesting one and two-offs in here as well. Neil yes. and Trinity came in there. Uh, 
Corbin and Lilu. Uh, my favorite, my personal favorite one-off was the Australian chick and the one guy from <laughs> Double House. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That was. <laughs> we couldn't remember their I names. Was, I was like, you know, don't even look it up. Just, just write it. Because well, they had new names every episode. That's How it. are you supposed to remember that bullshit? There you go. That's it. <laughs> So we're just like people would know. People who watch Dollhouse would know what we were talking about. So Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, did anything else happen in sci-fi this week? Well, there's something sure. going on uh, uh, very shortly, February 10th through the 20th, in Boston. And Zombrarian has the news for us. I Ooh. do. Depending on when you're listening, this could have already happened, or it could be happening in the future. So there's your time <laughs> travel for today. <laughs> This this is Holy the podcast crap. that is a spiraling vortex. Suddenly my meds are kicking in. <laughs> so from February 10th through 20th, um, the 37th Boston Sci-Fi Film Festival will be going on at the Somerville Theater. Woo! And we've heard very good things about this in the past. I will admit to never having gone. Um but it looks like it's going to be a good time. If you're still searching for that perfect Valentine's date, it give will some, be. Give there me some will movies. be movies. I um the page just crashed and I can't. Oh okay. <laughs> I was going to. I was so prepared. Um, Do you remember any of them? No. I've got it here right for you. Uh, Thank you so much, Don. Just for but our new really listeners. Good. The Sci-Fi Network will stop at nothing to thwart our podcast. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> we carry on. Uh, beginning on Friday the 10th, uh, Building Better Bots, Millennium Bug, uh, a movie called Pig, Neander Gin, Green Card Please, which is a short film, uh, The Book, The Last Push, Zero One, which is a terrific film, by the way, uh, Time of the Robots, Anything to Declare, uh, a, a whole series of Golden Age sci-fi films, <laughs> Steampunk, a series of shorts, uh, and then there are uh, a series of uh, marathons going on at much the same time okay. with uh, you, War of the Satellite. If anything that sounds like Bob. Ray Harryhausen, I am there. <laughs> uh, well, Brainstorm, which was... Uh, okay, that's and, not... <laughs> and Island of the Lost Souls, which I believe Woo! was Harryhausen. No, 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 no. Island of Lost Souls, that was, I believe, 1930s, starring Bela Lugosi as the head monster with Charles Lawton in the role of Dr. Moreau. Oh, my God, you're right, it is. And you can see them all <laughs> there that weekend. You know, at the no, Somerville Theater in funny. Boston. So this if you're is in the news over, over a two-week span, uh, two to three films every single night. One and a half, but close. One and a half? Yeah, it's ten days. Ah, gotcha. I have to say, one of those days is Valentine's Day, so if you have a date who you don't like and you want to get rid of her, you could take her there if she's a cheerleader or something weird like that. Or if you have an awesome date and you want to impress her, you can take her there. Or him. Or if you really don't We're care and you just here. want to see some movies, you, want to you can see the movies. there. Or if you want to avoid Valentine's Day altogether, who knows? I have to say that the we've been to the summer. X and I have been to the Somerville Theater for multiple things, including we saw the MST3K cast there. Yes, yes. Uh, we've seen Voltaire <sighs> there. Um, Yay, French philosophers! Boo. 
no, the singer Voltaire. Uh. Um, and we've seen some other things. It's a very nice theater, and even if you're up in the crow's nest, you can see pretty well. So, yay, Somerville Theater. Mm. So, One, there, there are two films that I just want to very briefly uh, bring to people's attention. The world premiere of a movie called Time of the Robots, SF37, uh, looks kind of cool. Uh, this is uh, going to be the world premiere of the movie and the Boston premiere of Bollywood's first science fiction film, <gasps> Robot in Hedron. That's it? That's yes! it? Yeah! Woo! We, we have the DVD. Um, <laughs> Apparently oh, they're excited. Jesus. Go see that movie. Ladies and gentlemen, we got this because the ad online, it a shows YouTube. a gigantic Godzilla-sized snake formed out of human robots eating a car. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it is, however, it so is. go see it on the big screen. <laughs> oh, my it's God. It's three hours long. And it's Bollywood, so there right. are many, 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 many songs, yes, yes. some of which you have no clue why they're even in the movie. Right. It's like, can you pass me that wrench? The wrench, the wrench. <laughs> I pass you the wrench. But if you can get past that, it's an awesome movie. Yes. The sci-fi effects are amazing. And if, and if you happen to want to take your medication with you, it could only enhance the experience. Let me just put it that way. Well, I'll tell you what. There... Um, you're going to have to take medication to, with you to see the new Blade Runner movie, too. And oh, although are they really doing it? Although, apparently, and this has been the, uh, the um, subject of some debate over the past couple of weeks, uh, Harrison Ford is kind of being tapped to play Decker. And Ford's what? denying it. Over well, and over. then that well, kind of throws off the ending of Blade Runner. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like, it, he's denying it. His publicist is denying it. The studio is denying it. Everybody's denying it. The CIA has denied it. <laughs> except, <laughs> except there's plenty of evidence that says that he is in talks to at least be involved. So, I don't know. I thought it was a prequel, though. Maybe. A prequel? Who knows? How, how if it's a prequel, a it makes more sense than if it's a sequel. I'll tell you that. It's not, remember, it's not either of them. It's just okay. in there. It's, it's Blade Runner-ish. And it shouldn't do, really happen. You know, do and we need a Blade... Speaking of Harrison Ford's past roles... Uh-oh. And people ruining them. That episode <laughs> yeah. of Love American Style he was on? Stop it, X. Uh, no, uh, there's a... <laughs> I, I, I know what Zombrarian was pointing at, although it's actually awesome. Uh, if you... There's, a, there's this director who's been doing what he calls filmumentaries. And oh they're, basically, they're yeah. basically documentaries that go through and, and focus on one film um, from basically end. De deconstruct the film. Yeah, wow. and, and he makes a full-length documentary um, out of the making of a movie. And he's done it in the past for Star Wars and other uh, movies, too. But his latest one, the, the film he's uh, focused on lately, has been Raiders of the Lost Ark. And you can watch 17 minutes of the film Umentary on Vimeo if you follow the link in our show notes. And wow. it's pretty cool. Actually, that does sound awesome, but it's not the one I was pointing at. 
I was just thinking that George Lucas saying that Greedo actually shot first. That's true. Oh my! But but isn't uh, but isn't the uh, actual term for that kind of documentary uh, a DVD extra? (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It's a full length documentary. It's not just a like an extra thing. It's a full length uh, investigation of the film and how it was made and all of the things that you don't know about the film. And if you're as big a Raiders fan as I am, of course not the football team, the movie. uh, (laughs) You know. It's worth watching, and I think I might actually see if I can get a hold, a hold of the DVD because it looks like a pretty interesting one-off watch. Now, are they but, just doing the classics, or are they going to like do the whole genre of sci-fi and will end up getting like Chud, the special edition? Well, I think that what he does is he just focuses on things that he finds interesting. And Raiders was the first movie, so you know it's worth taking a look at, especially because it spawned such a um, prolific series in so many ways. Uh, David, do you know if they looked into um, like the cultural impact or fan reactions in these documentaries? Or I know you haven't seen the whole thing. So. No, I, I've only seen the, uh, the um, 17 minutes that are on Vimeo. But from what it seems, it seems to focus very much on the film. Okay. It's not like it's not so, like fanboys, which is right. you know the Star Wars uh, or, or the Star Trek, you know that right. kind of stuff. Trekkers, it's, yeah, it's based, yeah, Trekkers and Trekettes and and Trekaroos and <laughs> the rest of that. No, it's basically a, a complete deconstruction. This is, I think, his third film like this. Yeah, and uh, as as interesting as they are, they are drier than hell unless it's your film, right. You know, and in this case, Java, because you are such a Raiders uh, fanatic, it makes sense that you get lost in in this deconstruction. But for me, uh, having watched about the first 10 minutes of the 17, it was kind of, okay, I get it. I understand. But hit me in the face with it one more time. But, you know, so... Yeah, it's but if pretty- you are the kind of fan who gets that deep into a movie, you're going to have a huge argument oh. over Lucas's comments about Greedo because he Jeez. said, what "He a said stupid Greedo com- shot first, and he's been saying yeah. that forever. You know, he really has been. He's been hitting that horse just." Well, since- his argument is so ridiculous because his argument is that he wants people to see Han Solo as a good guy, and a good guy would never shoot first. And I'm like. That's baloney. He's a pirate. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I here's mean, a th- all right. He's not a good guy. Here's Second the thing. Well, he's you can be a good guy and hit first. I mean, all right. What was it? The Firefly episode with the uh, the Cotillion thing, and Mal had that that duel, and he ended up cold cocking that guy when he shouldn't right. have. Right. Because it was against the rules, but he knew that was the only way he was going to win. There you go. Well, and not well, only also that, he but defending someone's honor. But here's Sorry, the point. Right. Here's the point. Everyone believed after seeing the film that Han shot first, or at least the people who cared. Absolutely. And so and so that's the truth. Who gives a flying rat's ass what Lucas says? If if he ch- even you though are. he changed it later, everyone who's a fan of that movie says that Han Solo shot first. And, and the, the storyline of Han Solo, mm-hmm. the storyline of line of Han Solo is that he's redeemed but not until the end of the movie. Right, he everyone who knows decision. that Han first knows that he oh. also knows that he's a good guy. 
So what is our problem here with Han shooting first? Um, there, there is a whole but, series of reinventions going on that Lucas mm -hmm. and Spielberg have been doing for the past 15 years, and it's getting to be ridiculous. They have nothing Let better to do. <laughs> By the way, just a last-minute thing. Um, next week's guest was going to be George Lucas. Uh, there's, <laughs> there has been a last-minute cancellation. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, let me guess. Greedo shot him. <laughs> First. First. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but... You know what? That's okay because you know the, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg—they—they've done their stuff, and pretty much, I think the consensus seems to be that their best work is behind them. Whereas uh, the best work of some directors is still ahead of them. And one of my best examples, considering how it's attached to Steven Spielberg, is uh, Nacho Vigalondo, who is. Uh, the director of a great movie that came out in 2007 called Time Crimes. Wait, and wait, did you just say uh, the director's first name was Nacho? Yeah, yeah. it totally is. And I got, I got some of this wrong, uh, but, you know, I was watching it and I was just, right. uh, dare I say, fucking entranced by it. Yes. Wow. The, the, oh, the movie that his, has just, he's just released a full trailer for, for is called Extraterrestrial. Ex Extraterrestrial, and, yes. And it looks like a movie that's worth calling Extraterrestrial as opposed to E.T., which is a pile of steaming... Yeah. Donkey Dong. A pile of steaming adorable hey. alien. Don't you mess hey. with E.T. It's <laughs> nice for the little ones. Did, did Nacho's <laughs> version of did Nacho's film Extraterrestrial get made into an Atari 2600 game? No. I rest my case. Did it feature Reese's Pieces, the best candy on Earth? No. There you go. Here, here's, here's what it is, okay? First of all, it's all in Spanish. Yay! And, oh, sorry. and, and I, if you've ever seen Itu Mama Tambien, you know yes. exactly how awesome that Woo! is. It, or Pan's Labyrinth, which is also all Pan's in Spanish. Labyrinth. Yes. It's totally awesome, and you sit there... And you're thinking, how did this guy make Shaun of the Dead about extraterrestrials? And somehow, this 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 warped and twisted guy has done an incredibly amazing film. It's so you're it's, saying you're saying it's better than Paul. Uh, although I liked Paul, I have, I'm sorry, I, I kind of liked that movie. I didn't get to see it. I mean, it came and went and didn't even really hit. D um, DVD. I mean, it kind of died. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm just I, I'm blown away by this guy's work, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Extraterrestrial because Time Crimes. If you haven't, I don't even know if it's on Netflix. If you haven't is, seen Time I've Crimes, I'm looking for it, and I can't. If you haven't seen seen it, go and and watch it because it's fantastic, and it will screw you up. <laughs> ooh, ooh, now that's the kind of uh, plug I like. Hey, That's a about, ringing endorsement. Speaking about yeah. brewing up, here, here's, here's an incredibly odd movie that I happened to stumble across. Okay? You take a teen vampire, a teen zombie, and a human who team up to save their town from aliens. Okay. The and the title of the movie is The Kitchen Sink because this movie has every goddamn cliche in the world in it. <laughs> wow. And it's funny. 
It's actually nice. funny. How can it be anything else? Well, you know, it, it could go the way of every stupid-ass teen movie where, you know, oh, no, not another teen movie. Oh, no, not another teen sex movie. Oh, no, not another band camp movie. Whatever. You know, and it, it somehow stays right off the edge of that precipice and is really funny. I like it a lot. and I'm, I'm, That's another one where, you know, it's never going to show up at the Cineplex. Find a DVD of it and do it. It's well worth doing. Unfortunately, one movie that will show up at the Cineplex is The Jetsons. (laughs) (laughs) Which is is not just The Jetsons, but live-action Jetsons. Okay, so one of two things things is going to happen with this film. First of all, it's still in, in the writing phase. Thank God. It's on its second team of writers. It may go three, four, or five teams and it may never get done. But, but the fact... No, 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 no. But the fact that somebody is actually thinking of a live-action Jetsons movies scares the crap out of me. <laughs> well, I mean, right. here's the thing. It, it was bound to happen. I mean, we had the Flintstones way back, and the Jetsons oh. is one of those Hanna-Barbera, you know, right. franchises and, that's just sitting there. And, you know, I mean, it's just... It's bound to happen. The, oh. One of the coolest things is that one of the writer, one of the teams of writers that's on this script for this rewrite is Evan Susser and Van Robicho. and those two guys are the guys who wrote Chewy, right? Right, and right, that right. was fantastic. Okay, now you know the thing is though, I'm glad you brought up the Flintstones because when that came out around the same time as the Garfield movie, you know <laughs> we. You know, I was very disappointed in on our audience in uh, Los Angeles for not, you know, burning Hollywood to the ground. <laughs> and since then, we've given them multiple opportunities. The latest, I think, was Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Squeakwool. Oh, no. Uh, you evidently missed Chipwrecked. Everybody in Orange County, California. Is the wool. We're just, you know, we're not asking you to break the law. But if you were to pull these producers from their cars... <laughs> And to explain to them with a baseball bat, quantity. Yeah, with a baseball bat, we would appreciate it. And speaking of quality, there's some quality TV coming up soon, isn't there? One of the first directors we should probably do that to is M. Night Shyamalan. (laughs) Well, no, wait, wait. All right. No matter what, I really thought Unbreakable was a fantastic movie. It really was. I will stand by X here. Unbreakable is a pretty phenomenal film. And after that. After that, I, 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 I didn't say after that. I just said exactly. Hey, a really great look. movie is that there were five films after that, one den- undeniably worse than the previous one. Here's my here's my problem, and I'm I'm only going to say this once because we talk about. I mean, it seems like M Night Shyamalan comes up a lot, so I'm just going to say this. My favorite example of the way that a fantastic director acts was demonstrated in a letter that I read today um, posted by a Twitter account called Letters of Note. And if you don't follow Letters of Note, do that because it's amazing. Um, He posted a letter written by Stanley Kubrick to Ingmar Bergman. (laughs) And the letter basically said, I love you and your movies. You're fantastic and you're the best movie director ever. I could never possibly in the world imagine M. Night Shyamalan writing a letter to anyone saying, you are awesome. 
because that, M. Night Shyamalan is only concerned about himself. He is a he's completely self focused, and that's why most of his movies are shit. And this one is going to be too. Did you two just break up, Java? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I love the concept of this new movie that he's doing after Earth. I love the concept. I think it's great. The book is amazing, by the way. Wait, but didn't uh, Joss Whedon already do one with like a rubber Titan AE after Earth? Yeah, that. But that was a. Animated. It was animated. Oh, I'm sorry. This is completely this, different. Yeah, this is based. <laughs> what's the name of the book? This is based on Dome because I don't have that in front of me. It's, I don't recall offhand, but the book itself is amazing. But you know what? You, you take M Night Shyamalan and you mix Jaden Smith into it. Oh boy. I mean, I just don't what care. No, I, I don't point, care once once away. Will Smith is involved. Yeah. It's not. It's not a serious movie to me. Good once point. Will Smith is involved, I'm Good sorry. Point. It's just not. Pursuit of Happiness is a great movie. Ugh. Pursuit of Happiness is a fantastic drama, but it's a one-off. I mean, that's like uh, you know, I I don't even know how. It's like Will Ferrell's um, movie. Uh, don't, don't just just don't don't defend him. We'll be here all Stranger night. Stranger than fiction. Stranger than fiction. Will Ferrell, fantastic dramatic actor in that movie. And but never again. <laughs> he, I, I hate all of his other stuff. Will Smith is yeah. the same way. I love Pursuit of Happiness, and I actually enjoyed Men in Black, but it was not serious. And Will Smith was well aware that he was not at that time. Will Smith was well aware that he is the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, not a serious actor. Yep. Not not to mention what he did to Wild Wild West, which oh, I will never God. forgive him for. Oh my and guys. since I have, well, I have. X watching Wild Wild West with me and oh, the TV series, the TV the series with uh, right. Robert with, Conrad. Uh, Robert Conrad. I was said James Conrad. Robert Conrad <laughs> and <laughs> Ross Martin, and it's so much fun. And yeah, it's, it, for the time, it's a little dry in places, but it's, it's so much punk. fun. It's very steampunk, and you know that movie just plain old sucked. Although right. somehow tried what was very worse? hard to save it. What was worse, the Wild Wild West movie or the Avengers movie? Oh, don't even make us... The Wild Wild West movie. Yeah, because at least Uh, Sean Connery looked like he was making fun of everybody else. (laughs) Okay, I'll give you that. No, Uma Thurman. No, Uma Thurman, the Avengers movie. Sorry. Uma Thurman as Emma Peel. No. Absolutely. No, it didn't work. It did, that's why I'm saying the only redeeming oh, factor is is the fact that it really looked like Sean Connery was making fun of everybody else. He called in that performance on Skype. Okay. <laughs> wow. Hey, you, you know what? The uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Does he have a career at this point? He doesn't need to. Oh, I suppose. <laughs> speaking speaking of calling it in. Uh, apparently, we've got some news from the set of The Walking Dead. Oh, we, fr- we have. We freaking do. Let me tell you, I read an interview, uh, and uh, in it, Melissa McBride, uh, and she plays uh, blah 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 blah. Uh, Carol Pelletier, the mother with the short hair. Yeah. Okay. Um, she just was doing an interview, and she just turns right to the camera with a twinkle in her eye and goes, some people are going to die. Oh, we die. <laughs> Which is like... Surprise at a zombie show. <laughs> oh, no. People are going to die like we weren't expecting that. 
No, but I, I, I got I to tell you, between seeing that little twinkle in her eye talking about the second half of season two and seeing that first three minutes of it uh, that was put on, dropped onto the internet last week that had more action in the first three minutes of the first episode than we saw in the entire first half, uh, I'm really, really looking forward. Here's the only thing. Here's the thing that I'm hoping. They spent absolutely no money on those first seven episodes so that they could finish out with all the money on the last episodes. Because if they didn't do that, I will be upset. And of course, that will impact them negatively. That's right. No, no, no. You're right. And if if there's any hope, if um, there's any precedent that's been set, the the season ender is going to have the old school Zylons. (laughs) <laughs> fighting the new school Zylons <laughs> and we'll figure out what the zombies plan is <laughs> the one thing that she did say and she didn't give away a lot of spoilers but in a semi-spoiler alert uh, for those who are fans of the source material you Uh-oh. will not meet the governor this season Okay. but there will be some additional characters introduced before the season is over so that's uh, so characters that are going to evolve into season three, evidently, which they've already signed. Unless they die. Unless they die. <laughs> well, I, with that, I'm just waiting for Michuan. With that. Well, well, there's there's one other TV note I want to hit before we we move forward. Um, we all kind of really really liked American Horror Story. Yes, until the Christmas special. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> the five minute Christmas special they kind of dropped into the middle of the last episode. <laughs> anyway, continue. One of the things that they promised with uh, signing for a second season was that if they did a second season, it was going to be an entirely new storyline with entirely new characters in an entirely new setting. Right. And we held them at their word. Why? Not, not quite. They're keeping Jessica Lang. They may indeed be, without saying specifically what it was, they said they have the intention of keeping a few characters. One of them has to be Jessica Lang. Yes. Because basically, like, it was a good show, but she carried it. She was my oh, favorite yes. thing about that show. And honestly, if they had not found a way to add her to the new season, I would have been a little disappointed. She oh, was so that. amazing. And that was the best Blanche I... Dubois I've seen in years. <laughs> Watching her and Zachary Quinto have a bitch fight. Oh, American Horror Stories Christmas Present to Zombrarian was that bitch fight. <laughs> yes. I just think that Jessica Lange brought a touch of class to uh, De Laurentiis' King Kong. Well, somebody had. (laughs) (laughs) And with that. And with that, bringing a touch of class to the podcast, as if we didn't have any class, Jason Page and Jeff Normandin are the co-creators, co-producers, co-chairmen of Queen City Kamikaze Con, an anime gaming convention to be held in Manchester, New Hampshire, right outside the uh, the incredible uh, Four Color Vault of Comics. Yes. And <laughs> they will be uh, in Manchester on Saturday, February 18th 
We are going to post a link to their website. Jason, Jeff, who have been sitting here very quietly going, what the hell are these guys talking about for the past half hour? Welcome to the show. Hey. Oh. <laughs> run, run while you still can. We're all like, uh, yeah, we've been tickling each other and giggling. Oh, oh my! <laughs> I know. That's the type of conventions we put on. Oh, lovely! All right, so talk to us. <laughs> talk to us. Last week we had uh, the, the ladies of NaughtyCon on, and they were talking to us about a. 21 plus convention, pretty much adults only, and uh, kind of an adult oriented con that's going to be held in Provincetown. You guys have actually targeted the under 21 crowd for this show. So, talk to us a little bit about Queen City Kamikaze. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not allowed to do anything naughty with the with the minors. So no, that's a good idea. Well, we hope not. <laughs> I mean, they they told they told me I wasn't allowed to. Well, that that's a good thing. It's you know, good it's parole. Congratulations! It, it, it's open to everyone. I mean, it's not. It we're doing it in a high school just because we work there and we can get the place cheap and grab lots of TV, <laughs> lots of digital projectors and that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it's open to everyone. Um, but we got a lot of, you know, the the anime clubs and that type of stuff around this area. Most of them are you know, a little on the younger side. So um, what is it that you're going to need all these televisions and projectors for? For stuff. I think we've gotten everything we need from this interview. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much covers it. So is this basically well, for the, for the folks um, who can't make it down to Anime Boston? Uh, what's Oh yeah, I mean it, it's definitely it's just a one day one day shot. Um, originally, when we started playing around with it, it, it was a little more focused on on just the anime end of things. Uh, but we have a pretty solid video game club uh, that we have up and running. So we've got hundreds of games. Uh, we'll have dozens of TVs set up with lots of old consoles and dozens of different consoles. And uh, we'll have a few different screens running with movies throughout the day. So th there'll be people cosplaying. There'll be lots of vendors. There'll be snacks and nerdy stuff and a hundred different things going on. Yay, so this, this isn't uh, like a typical con where you just sort of walk through the vendors. This is very interactive. Yeah, I mean, we, we just kind of mixed, mixed it all together. So you, you'll have some vendors in there, and then right next to them you'll have a bunch of video games. we got a a DJ that's going to be in there who's supposed to be he's sort of switching back and forth between video game music and anime theme songs and dance music throughout the whole day. So it's kind of the, the whole goal is instead of having something like, you know, I, I go down to anime Boston and I, I work out with them. Uh, but you know, it's expensive. It takes up a whole weekend and this is kind of just like a, a one day cheaper alternative to that and by cheaper what are we talking about for uh for we're looking at it's 10 bucks um we got a lot of uh a lot of organizations that are in there that are doing selling things and doing raffles for different sort of like non-profit fundraiser stuff and uh, you know 
it's 10 bucks, and we have raffles going on. If anyone brings in any cans or winter clothes for donation, then they get extra raffle tickets. Well, that's nice. very cool. Yeah, we're really nice people, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it offsets all the bad stuff we do for the year. So. Yeah. So talk about some of the uh, some of the uh, events that are going to be going on. Yeah, well, we got... Um... Are you guys still tickling over there? <laughs> oh, that's not us. We stopped doing that. That's one of your other... <laughs> the tickle fight is red. Yeah. On your end. Um, <laughs> we, we, got, we got some panels from the uh, New England Horror Writers Association is in there. Uh, so they'll, they'll be a couple different panels and stuff. We've got some video game Jeopardy. And there's an anime dating game. Oh, yeah. It'll be very awkward and weird, I imagine. Um, We've got a guy coming to give a panel that I think everyone should get involved in. He's going to do a talk on creepers. So how to avoid creepers and not to become one yourself. I think everyone should check that one out. And we also have um, that same guy is going to do a talk on post-con depression. So, you know, when the con's over and everyone gets into that slump, you know, and how to look <laughs> for one, I guess. So it should be pretty interesting. That's Guys, is there a panel. list of these panels on your website by any chance? Yep. Yeah, under the events tab on the uh, on queencitycomikaze.com. Okay, and we are going to post that uh, yes, link on our website. Yes, we will be posting that link on our uh, website. Now, one thing on your site that caught my attention was that you're actively looking for like older consoles. You want to do like a sort of history of gaming. Yeah, we got. Uh, I mean, we got a pile. Uh, we got a, a pretty good pile going so far. Um, but e- even if something, anything, anyone can bring in, even if they got broken systems, because we we got kids that. You know, we might want to fix something. We can hurt from something else. So, anything that you can get in, we'll eventually get every console we can get our hands on. Might, might you have the Atari twenty six hundred, sir? We'll have an Atari twenty six hundred for you. Are you going to have an original Nintendo and Duck Hunt? Because I will rock that. We actually have. I think right now we have five original Nintendos with about. I think four copies of the Super Mario Duck Hunt yeah. uh, cartridge. Here you so. go, I wasn't allowed to play Super Mario, but I will rock some Duck Hunt and some Tetris. Oh, uh, <laughs> man. See, all right. Speaking as someone who just had a 2600 fest last weekend at his house, anything in, in television and beyond is, is just, you know, too modern. <laughs> And basically, you know, if if I just sit here with my GameCube and play Teen Titans for hours and hours and hours and oh, hours. Right. You know what? You need to, to, to stop rewinding to Starfire scenes. <laughs> <laughs> how did you know, man? How, how? Damn. <laughs> Caught again. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, other events that are going on. Um... Actually, I'll, I'll even throw out we'll have a Virtual Boy there if any of you want to get a headache and play around with that. That's always good for getting vertigo. Um, 
So from what I can, from what I understand, this is a place to take your 3DS because you'll be able to street tag bunch bunches of people. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Cool. And we're we're gonna see what we can do. Um, there's this really lame world record that Jimmy Fallon set for uh, seeing how many consoles he could play in under a minute, and he ended up playing nine which I don't think it's going to be much of a stupendous feat for us to beat. So we're going to aim for filming it and see if we can do playing video games on 15 different consoles in under a minute and try and beat that stupid world record. Nice! Stick it to Fallon. Yeah, and then yeah, I'm going to suck it. What, what constitutes playing? Like, just pressing the buttons or what? Yeah, I mean, all, all he pretty much did was go... You have to have some sort of forward movement on the game. Um... And when he did it, his ability to unpause a game, move forward in it, and then move to the next was just, there was something wrong about it. So I, I've been practicing. I've been getting my timing ready. I, I can do, we're just going to get as many consoles as we can and fly through that. And uh, I'm really going to be world famous afterwards, I think. Yay. So you're also going to be screening anime during the show. Are you, are you going to be having a separate screening room for anime during the entire con? Yeah, we have a couple of different areas. Um, it's kind of the way the school is set up is a little weird, um, but we have like side viewing areas. So we're going to have some anime going. Um, we're going to have a area sort of to tie in with the, the horror writers. We'll have some horror movies going um, and just you know, have a whole slate of horror movies for the whole day. Wow. Well, I was going to ask you about that. Now, I mean, it's an anime, it's an anime gaming con, but you also have a strong horror element. I mean, you're just basically any genre. Yeah, it's pretty much, that's, you know, we're going with the kamikaze end of things. Anything we can just sort of throw into the giant pile of nerd stuff going on and we'll throw it in there. So nice. much like our whole motto, cool shit we like. Pretty yeah. Much, yeah. And apparently, uh, we just only we're changing it for the con because it's child friendly. Cool stuff we like, cool crap we like, which isn't drugs. We we might even have a massage therapist who will be there. So, oh my, that's not child friendly. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll put that in the corner. So, yeah, haven't you been in a school recently, (laughs) guys? Both teach uh, high school, so we. What was that about prostitutes? Never mind. If anyone's like you know acts out and uh, is an issue, do they get sent to detention? Uh, no. Um, that just goes back to I'm not really allowed to be with with the minors. One on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had like a basement area set up for a while, but apparently we're not allowed to do that. Okay. The whole creepy janitor thing is coming back to bite you, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's really, that's my whole shtick, really, is, but the kids don't get it. Not a problem. We got it. We're with you on this one. Yeah, you know So you've also got, you know, uh, a contingent of steampunky people there as well. Yeah, yeah, and and, uh, there's a lot of good vendors will be there. Um, I I, I know there's there's a separate steampunk convention um, that goes on in New Hampshire, uh, but, you know, it's, however, the past few years or so, the steampunk is just really catching on more and more. And Woo-hoo! I'm personally more of an anime person, but e- even the anime stuff, it's like a lot of that crowd has gotten into the steampunk. So 
We'll have right. some vendors that have some like comics about steampunk stuff and selling items. We love the steampunk. Right. Right. Yeah, they're 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 a fun group. Sky Pirates are going to be there. Sky Pirates of Valor. Oh yeah, yeah, they'll definitely be there. Yeah, they came by last year and it was, uh, was pretty well. They did a pretty good job. A lot of people were uh, focusing around their table and they seemed to have a good time at the show. So yeah, and I they're heard that they're going to bring a life size airship too. <laughs> oh, nice. There's no guarantee on that though. That might not be true. Now, I got to ask. Uh, New England itself, I mean, the Massachusetts has like you know Boston Comic Con, and there's Anime Boston, and uh, there's uh, the Steampunk Festival down in the Massachusetts, and Manchester is uh, has had the Granite State Comic Con for a while. I mean, do you see yourself as like like directly competing with uh, the folks at Double Midnight and the Granite Con, or is this something completely different? No, I mean it, it, it's. I would say we're not really competing with them. They're not this year. They're not over um, hopping in, but I, I've set up smaller conventions before, and even years ago that um, they were hopping in on before they got the Granite Con stuff going. Uh, but we work. I, I work right across the hall from the Prue's mom, so <laughs> we're not going to battle them too much because th their mom will yell at us, so we're not allowed to. <laughs> nice. But you know they're, they're pretty good, and they've you know they they've sort of got the they've got the comic crew in Manchester going, so I'm sure some of those guys will be heading over. And, Checking stuff out that's going on. Nice. Yay, double midnight. Huzzah. Now you said that you're having like like horror guests, like the the New England horror writers. What other guests are you gonna have here? Um, we've got some we we've got some panels. Um something that we got Matt Myers from the Leet Street Boys, which yeah. is kind of like a anime like J pop. Like homegrown Japanese pop, except not Japanese because from Boston. Um, so he'll give, he'll be giving some talks about music and that type of junk. Yeah, he's see the guy that dresses like Akira. <laughs> he dresses like something. They all dress like something. They're all a bunch of freaky weirdos. <laughs> I think that's their own little characters that they dress up as. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. So again, this is going to be in a, at Memorial High. What what are the hours? Uh, we're looking at it's going to be starting around ten, um, and should be going to around six. I mean, we're, we're going to be open till seven, but the last panels finishing up around six. So pretty much any time after ten, we got the whole day going on, and all the cool kids will be there. There we go. <laughs> Nice. Well, some of this, some of this group will be there. Okay. You better be. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Now you mentioned some films you're going to be showing. Like, what what kind of films are you going to be showing, uh, or TV series? Um, I got to see for some of the anime. Uh, teamed up with Crunchyroll, so we're going to be streaming some of their um, some of the newer anime episodes that they have going on, and then. Um, I'm not in charge of the 
the horror section, our, our resident um, horror guy is Artie, who if you want to check out, you can Google Artie Eats, and he's a, a food-eating challenge guy in Manchester. So we were trying to get him to eat, do a food challenge and eat like 10 pounds of food. Um, but he said... Artie not, the horror guy. So we just we just left him in charge of the horror movies. So We don't need him puking on the nerd. Yeah. So he, he's, he's got a pretty good library, so he's going to pick out some that, you know, a little on the rare side, but not offensive <laughs> enough. That we're gonna do I, I think stuff on the rare side. Yeah, yeah I, think we're, I think we're in some serious trouble here. Queen City Kamikaze Con, Memorial Manchester High School, February uh, 18th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's $10 admission charge. We'll be there. Drop by. Look out for the Sci-Fi Saturday Night Cast. X, that music it sounds like it's time alright next week we wrap with Cap the comic archive project President Megan Higgins will be on talking about her efforts to save original golden age comic artwork then on February 25th giant robot alert Frankie B. Washington returns with the latest on his new series Robot God Akamatsu and in the month of March, we will be continuing our march towards the Boston Comic-Con with more guests, more news, more excitement. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic-Con and the Comic-Con Council. music provided by the Traffic Light. Pick up their CD, Hold the Focus. BobWattsOnline.com. I want to thank Jay Page and Jeff Normandon for joining us tonight from Queen City Kamikaze Con. Uh, we'll be there. Join us there on February 18th. And uh, I want to thank our crew for joining us tonight from the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana and Grammar Girl Zomberry. And thank you, you ladies. Night. You're always welcome, Daryl. From the Four Color Vault of Comics, Illustrator X, and the Dead Redhead. The Robots! <laughs> From Outpost Gallifrey, our gaming editor, thank you, Java. The kissing booth is now open. And this is Dom <laughs> saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. No.